It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. She's a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. Well, housing prices have gone up. People are paying their mortgages every month, so their amount of outstanding balance is declining. Yeah, that's good. And therefore, that means that the amount of tappable equity, the amount between what you owe and what the house is worth, has grown to record levels, right? That's right. You know, as of September, 42 million homeowners with a mortgage had nearly 5.4 trillion, with a T, in equity available to borrow against. So that's a lot of equity Mm -hmm. that's available that you can use to make home improvements. Hopefully, we don't see, you know, the car buying and the boat buying kind of activity, but we are building the equity in homes, which is very, very healthy. That's what we want to see. Right. Remember, folks, if you're going to pull money out of your home and you use it, let's say, for home improvements, while you probably won't get all that money back, you will get some of that money back. If you're going to try to invest it or try to spend it, try not to spend it on things that depreciate in value, like Terry was saying, like cars and boats, because that's you're just wasting your money in that regard. The money that's in your home is really not meant for that purpose. You really want to build up your equity. And really, for a lot of people who can't save otherwise, their home equity is going to represent a significant part of the retirement savings. So please keep that in mind. That's right. That's right. Now, under the recent laws that were passed, Steve, interest rate on these HELOCs are no longer deductible. So that's kind of a bummer. It's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of investors that use their equity against their home to purchase investment properties. So yeah. I don't know if that'll discourage them. They'll figure a way to make it work out, but it was nice being able to deduct that. Yeah. These shocks come once in a while. I remember in 1986, I started in the business as a stockbroker in 1981. And back then, these limited partnerships were all the rage and I was young and dumb. <laughs> and they also promised huge tax deductions. So I went in there and I made a five-year commitment for an ungodly sum each year to get this huge tax deduction. 1986, they changed the law and they did away with completely with the tax deduction. And when I looked at what I had left, right. I had really nothing good left. So it was never a good idea to make investment decisions based on taxes anyway. That's right. But I didn't know better. But now HELOCs, if the money you borrowed, you're not going to be able to, to deduct it. And that's a big deal. So it's important that everybody knows that. Yep. Now, I see also that Florida, <laughs> as always, has another distinction in the housing market. Tell us about that. Florida, yes, is once again among one of the highest percentage of non-current loans and seriously delinquent loans. It was interesting because I had somebody ask me that question the other day and you know, said, hey, have you seen any foreclosures or short sales or anything? And I answered right away, no, but I realized that I actually saw a short sale the other day and I haven't really seen one in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But it's no surprise that Florida took this position because we did get hit with the hurricane. So, you know, that definitely oh. made an impact as okay. to why we're seeing this. Okay. So people struggling to get their homes fixed, maybe they're skipping a mortgage payment or so. That's right. Okay. 
So non-current loans means that they haven't paid up to the current amount due. They're late. And then seriously delinquent, obviously, is self-explanatory. That means that people haven't paid for a really long time. <laughs> They're later. <laughs> yeah, probably not, not hurricane-related. That's probably a different right. story. Correct. All right, let's go to your real estate survival guide. It's always my favorite thing. And there's a whole lot of information here about why first-timers, first-time homebuyers, should not shy away from the housing market. And you've listed some interesting psychological aspects as well. Let's get right to them. Sure. Well, there are a lot of psychological reasons not to fear purchasing a home as a first-time homebuyer. One of them, believe it or not, is fear of exposing their credit history. I have several people say, well, I don't want anyone to run my credit because it's going to ding my credit. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really not true. When you're getting pre-approved for finance, you do need to have your credit run so we know what you're looking at because the rate in which the interest rate varies dependent on that credit score. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to really ding it if you're you know, applying for a loan. Yeah. So don't be afraid of that. Just go forth, get your dose of reality, whatever it may be, so you can make a good decision afterwards. But don't not do it because of fear of exposing your credit history. That's right. Okay. And the second one is worrying that the family will judge their home choice. You know, here's the deal with parents. When you're dealing with first-time home buyers, I cannot tell you how many times the parents step in and kill the deal. They kill the deal by coming to look at the 50th house that the couple have looked at that they want to make an offer on mm -hmm. and say, oh, that's not good enough for my son or daughter. Mm -hmm. But the parent has not been involved in the whole process. They have not seen the other 49 homes to really make that decision on their behalf. So yeah, if you're going to get a parent involved, please get them started early in the game so they understand where you're coming from. Well, I mean, with you out in the field and putting forth all that work, and let's just use your example of 49 homes, and they finally found, you know, they have to maybe settle in a certain ways because it's just not available at their price range. I think the parents also come in and maybe they, you know, they have some home experience and they say, well, you know, look at this. This is going to cost you money later on. Da, 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 da. You want to bring them in really early. And I would think as a salesperson, you really want to bring them in really early. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and there's no problem having family members involved, but you really want them involved throughout the whole process. Okay. And then fear of making a huge error. You know, if you're dealing with professional people, you're not going to be making a huge error. They're going to guide you through this whole process. It is a very, you know, slippy slope ride when you're going through the buying process. But if you're very well educated and working with an experienced, trusted agent, you'll be okay. You're not going to make a huge error. Yeah. They're not going to let you make a huge error. So make sure you're with someone you're comfortable with who's, you know, giving you all the facts as you go and helping to advise you. That's what you're paying for when you have an agent. And that's what an agent should be helping you with. Do not have that fear. Well, Terry, we are out of time. So I want to thank you for joining us. Terry is a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.